With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. No guests, no calls, and no real content. Well, we'll see about that. 503. It's a fall Friday here on the fan. Well, He's down in Bradley Beach. Al Dukes, how you be? Oh, hi, Jerry. It's still summer. September 22nd, I believe, is the first day of fall. Yeah, well, you know what? It's 66 degrees out mm. and drizzly. It's fall. Oh, by the way, is there still, uh, if you, uh, when you go into the city now, Jerry, I know uh, Eddie has discussed how he parks miles and miles away yeah. now because, uh, well, but, uh, but Eddie looks, Eddie doesn't like to pay for parking. You don't mind paying a couple bucks for parking. Is that plentiful or no? Plentiful, no. Yeah. Available, yes. All right. It's not, not plentiful, plentiful because the uh, the um, U.S. postal trucks are everywhere, oh. taking up all of that as well. Oh, really? Yeah. It's really right. frustrating, to be quite honest. Speaking of a frustrating day uh, yesterday for me, the uh, trailer was released by HBO for the documentary about Craig Carton called Wild Card. So we're going to start this about you. Well, <laughs> I settled in to watch the trailer. I'm excited. And uh, I'm not in the trailer. You are not. I was assured by the star of the film, Craig Carton, that I am actually in the documentary. But I am not in the trailer. I thought Eddie was the star of the trailer. You're in the trailer. Eddie's in the trailer. People I've never heard of before are in the trailer. Eddie's looking weird. Did you see it or no? I did see it. I did not. You're I all knew over it. it, dude. I knew How Eddie did you didn't not see watch it? it. Because he has no social media. He's off the no, no, grid. No, 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 no. He's living in the woods. Doesn't know. He, Mark sent it to us. He he emailed it to us. I didn't get it. I did not either. It, Mark emailed you and I that said, you guys are all over this. You're on the email. Hmm, it was sure. just to me and you. Uh, I did not. Look again. Get, get, when did he send it? Yesterday. What time? I don't know. Well, here's the thing. Uh, I'm aware of other people in the documentary that did not make the trailer. Okay. Gov- former Governor Chris Christie. Right. Former WFAN talk show host Sid Rosenberg. Right. Can't, I don't know the others. But those three. A lot of times they save the best for the actual film, and they don't want to blow at all the good stuff in the trailer. They put Boomer in the trailer. Boomer is in the trailer. That's true. That's I, the good stuff right there. I did get it. Uh, I Evidently, I just glossed over it, figured, uh, you know. It was nothing. Pseudo spam. Right. Didn't even see what Mark wrote and deleted it. Jesus. I was told by people who have seen the entire 
all like some people who have sat through all of your interview, Jerry, which, you know, of course, many of it will not make the finished documentary and all of Eddie's. Right. And they said at one point, (laughs) this is not this did not make the documentary. But in one of Eddie's pieces that got cut, Eddie says this, quote, I'm surprised he didn't eat a gun. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, I kind of remember that. And also, I remember we, we had to do stuff over because I was wearing a metal, metal, uh, medic alert bracelet at the time. And it kept hitting on the thing. And the audio guy was like, yeah, you take that off. <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, wow. Let me tell you that the uh, the the documentary of whom the film is about saw that outtake. <laughs> <laughs> he did laugh about it. Did I say anything stupid? I don't think so. No, okay. not, I, not that I've seen so far in the uh, in the trailer or. Well, no, because you prefaced it by saying the people that saw mine and his. I didn't know if I did something oh, too. Really, that was the only only Craig. I think that saw all of them. No, you. I was not told of anything you said. He okay. did have a, uh, a chuckle over Eddie's thing about how <laughs> just cutting Eddie is. By well, it's way, honest. I, and I was. I was legitimately afraid that yeah. that might happen, honestly. Now, they did use uh, all of my photographs from 10 years of photographing the show. And I, oh, do, yeah. get, I do get credit for that in the document. And you should. Told. Those and are your I, pictures. And actually, in the press release that went out, uh, the, the main photo that they used for the press release is my photo, and I get credit. Did that at least... Did that at least satisfy your ridiculous ego? <laughs> no, no, because this trailer's got viewed many, many, many times, and I'm not in it. Yeah, well, you'll be in the piece, though. How about this? I'm walking my dog last night in, in Bradley Beach, and some dude from his front porch yells, too bad you weren't in the trailer. <laughs> As he said. I, I go, gotta yeah. be honest. I'm not, gonna, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. When I watched it, <laughs> so where I, where I was yesterday, I had to be relatively quiet, but I'm, I watched it. And my first thought was, ha, no, Al, he's going to be pissed. <laughs> oh, people immediately were <laughs> tweeting to me. Yeah, well, I mean, this is how things go. But you'll be, <laughs> I guarantee you, you'll be in a lot of it. So I whatever. was told I'm in it, so that's good enough for me. You're in it. Of course you're in it. I yeah, you that. don't sound disturbed at all. <laughs> no, no, it didn't bother me in, in the least. I did I like, it. you did have one good tweet. I don't know you didn't see this clearly, Eddie, but at one point yesterday, Al tweeted out, for those of you asking if I'm annoyed that I'm not in the trailer, he wrote, yes, yes, yeah. I am. <laughs> and when I came in, people asked me, the few people that are here, say, hey, did you see it? I was like, see what? <laughs> oh, my God. I knew it. I knew it. He wouldn't have seen it when we came in today. Horrible. Come on, man. You got to watch that. It's actually really good. Then right, somebody, uh, I had a number of, uh, I, th- I thought I was on a, a nice Twitter roll yesterday, probably because of my anger of not being in the trailer. Uh, people had said some people are like I can't believe this guy went to jail and he gets a documentary made out of him I'm like I watch serial killer documentaries every night <laughs> and they murdered multiple people yeah I know I know I know I know jerks just a bunch of jerks Jerry. so did you fight a lot of people yesterday I was fighting a number of people you yesterday were. it was a lot of fisticuffs on Twitter gotcha so social media fisticuffs yeah uh, social media seems uh, people seem very excited about it or you know the people that hate him uh, the other so sure it's uh, always a good sign though it's always a good time. If no one cared either way, that would be a bad sign. How many views does that have, by the way, would you say? You know what? Hundreds of thousands, right? One billion views. Let at, me see. I was having a hard time seeing how many views it had. Let's at one point yesterday, I did see it was at 98,000. Oh, that no, was it's not, got a lot of views. No, no, I know. And that was yeah. not long after it was released. 
Oh, you're wondering how many views my parlay has this week so far? Fourteen thousand. So no, I was asking about watching. Craig's. This has a hundred forty-three thousand views. So okay, far. cool, pretty good, pretty good. Yes, pretty good. I'm looking forward to it. October what? October seventh? I think October seventh. Yes. All right. Well, there you go. I'll be locked in, Jerry. Set your VCRs. Uh sure. Yeah, I have a DVD recorder. I'll set that. <laughs> Do you remember when, like, when you had a VCR and you could record stuff? You could set how good of a quality you wanted the tape to be like the the vcr tapes would either last six hours yes i do yes or two hours yeah i remember one of the angriest i got as a well someone in my upper teens 18 19 was when i had set my vcr for the 10th anniversary of david letterman's show and i set it i bought like a special hi-fi vhs tape and i set it to two hour oh how much did you miss no, I didn't miss it. What happened when my sister used the VCR to tape a soap opera and then put mine back and put it, set it back to six-hour mode. Ew. Oh, Jerry, I was angry. I'm sorry to hear that. So angry. Yeah. You still have it, though, don't you? I do still have it somewhere. Yeah. You ever watch it, throw that no. in the VCR? No, never popped it on the VCR. You never brought it to Costco to have it transferred to DVD? <laughs> no, I should. You should, absolutely. Because if you don't soon, the tape's going to split, right. I would think. They disintegrate. I would think so. Yeah, my friend had a bunch of uh, like the old Howard Stern Channel 9 shows, but he, he used to keep them on his... Uh, he would he would stack them on his heater. Now, did you ever <laughs> did you ever put those videos in the ceiling like your your adult videos? No, my adult videos I put in my desk drawer. I just labeled them. Oh, the I thought you said you also had some in your ceiling, like no. in the basement. No, nope. Oh. I just labeled them who concerts and things things I knew no one would be interested in popping in the DVR. Hey, uh, Mrs. Dukes, want to watch Led Zeppelin, nineteen seventy seven? Okay, Jerry, you know how we pick a Yankee player of the game in the eight o'clock hour when they win? We do. We call it the Altice uh, winning connection. Yeah. I'm today, and I'm normally the one who decides it, although if uh, if anyone wants to argue with me and pick another one, I'm, I'm up for that as well. I just throw out my suggestion. I'm going to, for the first time this year, give it to Giancarlo Stanton. How about that? Because he went four for five. Yeah, he had himself a day. Yeah, I'm, and it's going to be nice to hear Gio say Giancarlo Stanton in I a agree. positive light. One of the 17 home runs that the Yankees <laughs> hit last night, too. The Yankees hit. Uh, what is it? They've had 19 home runs in the last three games. Yep. They hit five in the fourth inning last night. Think about that. Three, three in a row and back-to-back yeah, back. in the same inning. Oh, the la- the second – I knew the first three were back-to-back-to-back-to-back. To back to back to back. Yeah. I didn't know the last two were also back-to-back. They were after an Aaron Hicks strikeout. Wow. You got the back-to-backs. Pretty wow, wild. so if Aaron Hicks would have hit a home run, they would have had been, I have five in a row. never seen before. Oh. No, if he would have hit a home run, it would have been six in a row. Six in a row. Yeah. Right. Jerry, that would have been in the... Oh, I bet Aaron Hicks is kicking He's himself. probably feeling lousy this morning. Oh. <laughs> they are some... But you know what, though? When you look at what they did last night and what they've done now for the last six, seven, eight games, they've won eight in a row. Yeah. This is the team that I think everybody expected that we saw earlier in the year. And then, of course, they had that 5-15 and 15 swoon. But they're right back to it now. What are they, 20... 29 and 21, 28 and 21, something like that. All of a sudden, they're starting to resemble a postseason team that we expect to see. They got the swoon out of the way. They Would you like the, to see? The September swoon is gone. They say that in the NFL, that if a team is rolling right through like week 15, week 16, that's a bad sign because 
they're going to drop a couple games and you don't want to go into the playoffs like that. Same yeah, with like baseball. The, the Chiefs, they were playing <laughs> so good. And look what happened to them. Wait, wait a minute. You know what I mean. I'm sure it's happened before. I'm I, sure I've th- seen that somewhere. I think you're right in Thank the fact you. that you don't want a team to be playing their best football yeah. week 7, 8, and 9. I think you want them to be playing their best football in week 15 and 16. This is where you want the Yankees to be playing their yes. best Baseball. This, this is the equivalent of week 15 or 16 in the NFL season. Luke Voigt hit another home run. That guy's awesome. Luke Voigt might be the MVP. How about that? And DJ LeMayhew's home runs are just line drives to right field. Because that's what he is. He's just a great hitter. He's they a line even... drive spray hitter. He's The guy is tremendous. He really is. He's a spray hitter. I would, yeah. I mean, he I sprays think... it all over the uh, all over the field, yeah? <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> That sounds weird. Are the Mets still potentially going to make the playoffs? Uh, are they going to make it? Probably not. Are they still alive? Yes, they are. Yes, That's and, crazy. And the last couple of nights, I mean, you talk about wins for them to uh, that they had to have. I mean, last night pretty much told you the story. I mean, where you know, you look at where they are. They're not in, in great shape. But at the same time, you know, if you're chasing, I'm not even sure. I got to look. If they're chasing the Giants, they're only two games back. All right. It's not like they're, you know. That's doable. It is doable. And as of now, there are two teams under 500 that are in playoff position. Yeah, that's stupid. So right now, they're, let's see, the Phillies are ahead of them by a game and a half. So that's one team. I'm looking at that. Uh, They are pretty much even with the Brewers, a half game behind them. So you got to worry about them. And the Cardinals, they'd be a game behind, and the Giants, too. So they're they're roughly within two games of a spot with, what, how many games to go? 12, 10, something like that? And the Reds are in playoff position because they're in second place in the Central. Yeah, I, didn't, I was looking at the teams that right. would have been 7 and 8. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. See, right now you have the Dodgers, Padres, Cubs, Reds, Braves, Marlins that are in position in first or second place in their division. And then you go to the next batch of teams, which is what we were talking about. Mets have 10 games left. Other teams have 11 or 12. If they go on a 10-game run, Jerry, plus they've already well, won last night, that would here, be an 11-game run. Here's the thing I would say about them, though. And, you know, I, at some point, now it's different in a 60-game season as opposed to 162. I get it. But at some point, almost every major, even the bad teams, win four or five in a row. So you're at a point now, if this is the spot to do it or that they did it, they probably would make it. But, yeah, I mean, they've got to run off with 10 games left. They've won two in a row now. They've probably got to take eight out of the next 10 and finish 10-2, and two, which is, I think, what we were talking about a couple days ago. So, not, And even 8-2 and two down the stretch might not make it. But that's to give themselves a chance. I think that's what they have to do. Prediction. Pain. Sub- Subway series. <laughs> You're such an idiot. <laughs> Subway Series, your butt. <laughs> How about they just make the Subway best of three wild card series. round? All right, let's, that's a start. Let's start there, and then okay, we can that's talk fair. about big series. <laughs> that is fair, Jerry. 517 on the fan, the warm-up show. We are just getting started. Boomer and Geo will join us at 6. Alan Jerry, social distancing before it was cool. Oh, a little Twisted Sister on a yeah. Friday morning, 523, the warm-up show. How about this, Al? How about, did you see, so last night the Bengals played the uh, the Browns, and the game was in Cleveland. 6,000 fans were there, which, again, why all these teams can't do this, I don't know. Um, so Mike Brown, the owner of the Bengals, had a streak snapped because of coronavirus. He didn't travel to the game. He had a streak snapped of 824 consecutive games attended. Now, I know most owners go to 
almost all the games. The last time he missed a regular season game was 1968. 1968 is when he last missed the game? 1968. Now, he missed a preseason game, the story says, in 1991. So he's seen everything, including the preseason, except one game since 1968. And why did he miss this game? Well, he's 85, and he didn't travel because of coronavirus. What? He's got a streak to to stick with. Streak's over. Streak is over. Wow. So he's like the uh, the Cal Ripken of NFL owners. Wow, streak is over. Yeah, think about that. I wasn't even born in 1968. Uh, you were not. Were you? And any? I'm going to be 51. You right, you're a man. You're 51. I'm a man. So you were born in 69. Yep, 69. I did think of you yesterday when John Rothstein posted uh, the amount of days to the start of the college basketball season was 69. Is that right? Yeah. You know, no one sent that to me. Normally, anytime there's a 69 referenced anywhere, I get it tweeted to me. You proud of yourself for that? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, man, no, no, I am not. not. No, you are not. I think you might be. <laughs> Before the uh, the show started today, I get a uh, email from Eddie. He says, did you see the D. Snyder of Twisted Sister story? I was like, is he dead? <laughs> Because I, did, I did not see the story. It's 2020. D. Snyder of Twisted Sister should not be in the news. Okay. So I was like, no, I did not see it. So I, I Googled it. And uh, D. Snyder of Twisted Sister is very angry at the anti-maskers, you know, people who don't want to wear masks. Yes. Because a, a group of them took to a Target in I Florida. Saw bunch of idiots. <laughs> you did? Yes. They took to a Target in Florida, took their masks off, blasted the Twisted Sister song, We're Not Gonna Take It, and See, were now, singing what's it. funny is I saw <laughs> the video. I didn't hear the audio. I didn't realize that. We're not gonna take it. So Twisted Sister frontman D. Snyder is not happy, says... These selfish blanks do not have my permission or blessing to use my song for this moronic cause. (laughs) There's nothing he can do about it, though, right? We're not going to... Yeah, it's not like it's an official like presidential endorsement. It's just a bunch of people at Target. Yeah, that were walking through the store without masks on. We're not going to... I wonder how they settled on that one. Like, what song should we use? We need an anthem. We (laughs) need an anthem. for that? Yeah, we need an anthem. What about Twisted Sister? We're not going to take it. Where did you see where that was, Eddie? It says Fort Lauderdale. Oh, it was in Florida. Yeah. Why is everything in Florida? Everything is in Florida. Which, everything. You know That's fine. Keep it there. That's the fine. Heat, the heat must. The heat and humidity must get to you because there's heat in Arizona, but they say low humidity. So it's the humidity. It's that, the humidity. That melts your brain. It's got to be melting brains over there. Hmm. You live there. Did your brain ever melt? I guess it. I probably did dumb things. When I, mean, I, was I know you had bathroom there. issues in the car once, but yeah, that's not really melting your brain. A hey, Florida man pooped his pants. While there driving. Was no, there was no story about that. And then ran into the radio station he worked at, threw the pants in the trash, and drove <laughs> home in his underpants. <laughs> Are you proud of yourself for that? No. That was a very low <laughs> moment in my life. You've had a couple. Did you see Odell Beckham Jr. catch that bomb last night, Jerry? He yes. needed that. He did need that because you had Mike saying he, the Browns are looking to trade him. Yep. You had Baker Mayfield talking about how the relationship has to come naturally on the field. And they had to win that game, too, last night. Could you imagine if they would have – and Burrow played well. I didn't see the game, uh, but I watched the highlights and reading the story. You know what? 35-30. They had a chance, too. Right. But, yeah, the Browns had to win that game. Could you right. imagine if they, if they would have lost that game 0-2, what Adam the Bull would have been saying today in Cleveland? <laughs> the bull, On the Bull and the Fox The Bull show. and the Fox, yes. 
the ball. Yeah, the but floor. that was nice. It was a nice rollout pass to uh, the non-throwing side for Baker Mayfield, and he threw the bomb to Odell for a touchdown. Yes. I mean, the other reason is Odell had been in the news. It's not been good, that, that no, thing I'm, with the podcast. I'm glad the, you brought that up. So did you ever see or read or hear, was he asked about that at any point? No, but he – I don't think he was asked about it. Or if he was, he gave a answer like he's not going to justify it with a response. But Good. I, okay. I didn't really see the – he didn't really, He did not discuss. Because I saw in Tampa they were asking Tom Brady about the Bruce Arians thing. We'll play yeah. the audio coming up next hour. Brady not thrilled with the line of questioning. Really? Well, I, I thought the guy actually asked it in a nice way. And then there's Brady. Is there a question there? Who asked Bubba the Love Sponge down in Tampa? I don't think it was Bubba the Love Sponge. Bubba the Love Sponge. No, nor do I think it was uh, the, was the sports print. What was her name? The, um, the sports babe? Yes, I don't think it was her either. Uh, what about was, sports chicks or the, the hooters on the radio? Did they ask the question? I was not a lot hooters of programs on the radio. No, not that I'm aware of. It seemed like it was sound like a guy. A lot of quality shows down there, Jerry. Uh, there are NFL fans, though, that went to the uh, game at Arrow, Arrowhead Stadium. On yes, opening they had night, seventeen thousand, I believe. They had seventeen thousand. Well, someone rolled up in there with the coronavirus. Now, how do we know this? That I don't know. <laughs> Evidently, this person uh, later felt symptoms, went to get checked out. They tested positive for coronavirus, and they had to alert ten fans who were near or came in contact with this person. All right. Is this going to ruin it for everybody else being able to go to games, this guy? I think, I'm sure I was I, well, was I will tell you this. If, if something comes of it, and let's say those 10 got it and then they gave it to others, yeah, I mean, it could be a thing. I know the Cowboys, I still don't know the number, but they're putting fans in this. I saw four I did games see, this weekend, right? What, I did see the number. I think it was 25,000. Oh, it was? Okay. So that place holds, oh, my God, what does it hold? 75,000, right? Well, I think yeah, but again, that standing room—it's it's a weird number. Like their total number allowed into the building, I think topples tops ninety thousand. But seats wise, it might be seventy-five or eighty. So if you're doing twenty-five percent, about a third—that's not bad. Yeah, I just uh, googled it. it's twenty thousand. They're letting in twenty thousand. Okay, now I did see because I have looked online because I would love to go to a game, but the the tickets on StubHub are ridiculous. <laughs> It really is. I mean, to go to a to go to a Cowboy game this year, it's two fifty to start on the secondary market, unless you were lucky enough to get them when they released them, which I wasn't. You weren't there for that. No, too much, man. You got to call in a favor to Danny White. I could do that, but I'm not going to. Oh, hi, Danny. It's Jerry. Yeah. May well, I have a couple tickets to the Cowboys game? I will gladly pay you for them. <laughs> two hundred and forty-four dollars each. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. No, don't do that, Jerry. And my my buddy had to go to um had to go to Texas for work the other day last week. He said the flights are packed all of a sudden. Uh oh, yeah. Boomer yeah. was saying that uh, a bunch of his buddies are back to business travel, getting on planes. Yeah, well, that's my friend. He started the business travel about three weeks ago, four weeks ago, maybe even a little longer than that. And when he first started flying, there was no one on the planes, and you'd get an entire row to yourself, and sometimes there'd be nobody behind you. And literally overnight, he said, the flights have completely changed, and they are packed, and they're expensive as hell. Yeah, it is funny. They are back to being what normal prices are for flights. Well, I can tell you, too, I was in Manhattan yesterday. The traffic is crazy again all of a sudden. It's back. Yeah. We're back, baby. I wouldn't say it's 100% back, but from where we were to where it is now... It seems very lively again. Same with the parking. Like it was all of a sudden. Oh, the it parking's brutal. Impossible. Yeah, it's awful. I mean, 
I don't know if it's the restaurants. I don't know if it's the people are still home and they're leaving their cars. It's maybe all of it. It's and nuts. The, al- the alternate side is modified, so you right. only have to worry about Thursday and Friday. That doesn't help. So people can leave their car there for six days. Yeah. And you know what? If you're smart, you leave it there all week because one ticket costs you $65 a week to park your car. Yeah, exactly. But then again, I guess you're never driving. Why even have a car then? I would, if you lived in Manhattan, would you ever have a car? No chance. That's the one. That was the one positive of living in Manhattan is you don't have to have a car. I think I would have a small car. You have to have something. You would have one of those mini cars that you can I park might. on the corner. Yeah, I might. I think you have to have something. Mini cars. I still would like to try parking that mini car the other way in between the postal trucks. Yes. That you talk about because I, I think, think you could fit. do it. And I think it'd be. I don't know if it's legal or not though. Probably yeah, I isn't. Know. I don't think you can go wheels to the curb and then you know the hood facing out. Yeah. That would be kind of goofy, but it would fit. It would fit. So, whatever. Saquon Barkley, Jerry, I don't know if you heard this. Uh, you were out yesterday. Uh, Tiki Barber criticized his inability to pass protect. Yes, and I heard Brandon, like, all over that clip, oh. too. Did you guys play it? We did play it. and uh, But now Saquon Barkley says that he's going to use Tiki Barber's criticism as a challenge. I got to tell you, I thought Saquon's response was incredibly mature. I thought Jason Garrett's response and Joe Judge's response was solid. I mean, they all asked about this Tiki Barber uh, comments. Yeah, yeah, wow. and I think it, I think they all had a. I think they had the right if they wanted to to basically come out guns a blazing and tell Tiki to worry about his radio show and worry about the football. But they really they held him in high regard, gave him a lot of respect, and said, you know what, everybody's got to get better, and that's fair. You know, I I, I totally get that. They didn't yeah, win week one. If it was just a writer, you could just go, "What does he know?" But it's he's tiki. never been here. Yeah, but Tiki's still the leading rusher in Giants history. So you know, I thought I thought it was actually handled well by everybody. How many yards do you think Tiki Barber has in history? I don't. I really, I, top of my head, I would say he didn't pass ten thousand, did he? What? I would say if Pro I had to guess, foot. yeah, you 9, have to guess. 000. Hold on, let me do the okay. I, and I think he's the best back in Giants history. He's yes. the greatest running back ever. I could be way off on that number. Well, let's see, Jerry. He came into league in 1997. He left in 2006. His total yardage was 10,449. He did go over 10,000. All right, cool. Just bar- uh, he had a huge last season. How about he that? He had 1,600 yards his last year. He re- but he left for TV. Oh, TV. That's what I hate about TV. They always take – it's like they take – they try to get p- players out earlier than they should. Yeah. Then they try to take any coach with any personality – so then we're left with dullards on the sideline. Like, they all want Sean McVay now. I want Rex back on the they, sideline Me somewhere. too. I want him back. We need the right, but no, ESPN took Rex. Yeah, but you know what? If Rex got a legit head coaching job offer, yeah. he'd go coach. It's like they took John Gruden uh, all those years. Like, do you not think if Adam Gase left or got fired and the Jets went back to Rex, he, he would say no? No, he would take it 100%. Of course he would. Oh, I'd love he to have would. Rex back. Yeah, me too. Let's We're, get bringing back. <laughs> We're bringing Rexy back. We're bringing Rexy back. We got to take a break. It's 25 in front of six. Coming up at the top of the hour, it's Boomer and Geo. This- Al and Jerry, they suffered for their art. Now it's your turn. What? I have no idea what he just said. 20 in front of six. Something about art? No, he said they've suffered for their art. Now it's your turn. Like Now you have to suffer by listening to them. Well, that's not very complimentary. Yeah, I, I ripped that off from an album, uh, an album title from years ago. Okay. Come on, Al, Al. Is this ELO or somebody else? 
This is uh, Ace Freely doing Do Ya from ELO. Not bad. Come on. You know what happened to me on the way in? One of those oblique moments that you've always talked about. Sorry, the music was blasting in my ear. What is this? No, I was I was just saying you had a great uh, appearance in the trailer of Craig's <laughs> no, documentary. No, I'm not up. in the trailer. <laughs> uh, no. So driving in, right as I was about to leave Staten Island, the tire pressure light came on. Oh, no. That is my nightmare. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so I'm sitting there going over the Verrazano Bridge thinking, let's see. I'm not going to go with the theory of what would Al Dukes do because that would be wet yourself. So I thought, do I get off here, off the Verrazano, or do I just grin and bear it, tough it out, and just try to get to Manhattan and get to work? So I just got to work. Oh, my god! No idea what I'm going to run into when I leave you later, though. I, the, the one, I would rather have the check engine light come on than the tire pressure light. Neither is good. Neither's good. Oh, I hate it. And I had a car, and I only had one car like this, where you you could press a button on the dashboard and see each yes. the tire pressure in each tire. Yep. Which was awesome, because that. But then I would be obsessed with it, like every day I'd be on it. And I'd be like, "Why is that one one pressure <laughs> it pound drives you less?" Nuts, doesn't it? Yeah, it would drive me insane. <laughs> I don't have. I had that in the uh, in the Chevy Cruze I had years ago. I had that feature, and that was the one where I got the flat tire driving in when it was five degrees out. Yeah. And, you know, the tire light came on, and I went to it, and I was looking at it. I'm like, well, this ain't good. 25, 24, 22, 20. I'm like, oh, my God, this thing's, like, really flat. <laughs> I don't have it in this. And I will tell you, I decided to come through the – what's the – I forget. What's the tunnel, the battery tunnel? Just because there was no way I was getting on the BQE with that because there's no – I mean, the Gowanus yeah. was bad enough, but the BQE is just a mess. So I went through the the battery tunnel, and I figure at least I can go slow through that if I have to. I got to tell you, I parked. Seemed fine. So I don't know if there's a malfunction. I don't know what it was. Now, I'm going to go buy, because I I don't think I have a tire gauge in this car. I'm going to go buy one when I leave, because I think there's nothing wrong with the tire. Hmm. What do you think of that? I had it one time coming home from work. I was in the Holland Tunnel, and the light came on, and I, I clicked over. At the time, I had a Nissan Altima, and it had all of the... You, the individual tires, and I saw it going 24, 23, 20. I'm in the Holland Tunnel. Yeah. And I'm going, please just get me to the other side, <laughs> and then I can pull into a gas station, which I was able to do. And then what? I don't remember that happening. What did you do then? Uh, Call AAA? I did. Oh, God. Call AAA. You still and did? It came, and they came and put the uh, donut on. They must <laughs> just get there and be like, yeah, you dork. I mean, you, you got people I broken I had a, down all over the place. I pretend I had a bad back. I would have done this, but my back is right. Of course, it's terrible. It's I guess it's a terrible, not a terrible shape. excuse. I guess. Mm. Jerry, the uh, golfers out there at Winged Foot are yeah. not are not liking the uh, the course. They're I don't think fans. they liked it last time either. A couple. I have a couple quotes, Jerry, from some golfers. Phil Mickelson said he is quote so sick of this, and Bryson DeChambeau says these greens suck. Well, again. I believe this was last time it was here. It was the same situation. Or was that Shinnecock that I'm thinking of? No, I think it was Wingfoot. Was it Shinnecock, Eddie? Where it was like gla- or putting on glass? Yeah, I, like when it was all browned out. And that's when Mickelson ran after the ball while it was still moving right. and hit it and disrespected the game. And everybody was. I know. Really people thought he was like the worst human being in the but, world. But weren't there a bunch of subpar scores? Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the leader is five under. Yeah, so. Which is uh, unbelievable. Maybe just step your game up. How about yeah, this? step Play your game better. up. Stop whining. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's a it's a tough course. Mickelson was plus nine yesterday. 
You know what's That's remarkable about that, You never that, want though? to be in the plus, right, in golf, Jerry, for those of us who don't follow? I mean, plus one is fine if everybody else is plus five, but no, I mean, these guys shoot under par. What's amazing about, like, we see plus nine yesterday, and it's horrendous, and he's going to go home after today. Like, that's still a 79 on the hardest golf course that you'll ever play because the greens are basically like, again, like glass. And it's like, we, we're like, my guy, he was terrible, plus nine. Meantime, if we went out there, you know what the score would be? Plus 50. <laughs> like, no joke. That might even be worse because that'd be a 120. On greens like that and a golf course like that, and I've been playing a long time, I might go plus 50, plus 60. And yet we'll sit here and be like, oh, plus nine, what a what a terrible route. <laughs> well, I know I saw this yesterday, so I just Googled it, and it came up uh, in the, Forbes, but it came up in a bunch of places. Uh, President Donald Trump claimed he's— Oh, knock it off. I saw this. Shut <laughs> up. Hold on. The Trumpster says he has scored in the low 70s. Yeah, sure. Foot. Maybe so through 12 holes, please. Maybe these guys ought to step their game up. That was one of the more embarrassing things I've ever seen. Which I just one? Don't even say anything. He said that he had shot, quote, low 70s, Quite a bit. No, no, I I, no. I've been a member there a long time. No, I could do pretty well. Yeah, he's like you know, uh, uh, eighty yards away. You give me that one. Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. On the green, in and one, please. Well, I'm just saying, maybe Trump should play the U.S. Open. He wouldn't. He would not break 110. Well, he's busy now. He's the president. But prior to that, he's 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 he. Prior to that, he has shot 70s there. Sure. So I don't know what the Bryson DeChambeau and Phil Mickelson are complaining about. Seems like quite a nice, easy course. Oh my God! What an idiot! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is something, Jerry. Did you see the uh, Twins Josh Donaldson situation? I did. This is not smart. So uh, I'm not sure if I have this right. So he 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 didn't he was at bat and didn't like some of the uh, the strike calls, correct? I believe so. Yes. Then he cranks a home run. Yes. So you would think he got over, ha, huh, homered anyway. But what he goes around the bases when he gets to home plate, he purposely kicked a whole lot of dirt onto home plate. That's a disrespecting of the ump situation. I would say so. And then as he was headed back to the dugout, he doubled back to kick more dirt on Yeah, he's a hothead. Always has been. boom, ejected after hitting a home run. And it's not smart because they're in, you know, they're going to make the playoffs. They're a good team, but you don't want to be giving games away. And not that him being out of there gave the game away, but it doesn't help. Doesn't help. No, it's silly, especially when you you went and homered. Like, you made your point. Right. Oh, you really made your point. Like, that's the best thing you can do. You know what? I don't need you. You want to call bad balls and strikes? I'm still going to hit a home run on your face. That, to me, was stupid. I didn't get that. To me, at least it is kind of like old school baseball, kicking dirt. That was reminiscent of like a Canella, Earl Weaver, Billy Martin situation. That's right. Like, you make the ump get out his little brush. Yes. To, to clean off home plate. <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> I'm trying to think. What was the movie? Was it A League of Their Own? When Tom, yeah, I think it was Tom Hanks that called the, told the umpire he looked like a penis with a hat on. <laughs> <laughs> right? Wasn't that that movie? I think so. I think so, too. It was funny. You know what's amazing? When, when we get the bird's eye view of home plate sometimes with their close calls on pitches. Yes. And... How the umps see that from uh, their listen. position, and a ball catches the corner, and it's and they call a strike, and it is a strike. I got to be honest with it's you, it's amazing. That to me is one of those things where TV has ruined umpires and refs from the standpoint of if you ever went out there and tried to do it, I think you would be floored how difficult it is. Now it doesn't make it doesn't make up for bad calls. I'm not saying that. 
But like, if you want to be a referee in a football game, you have any idea the speed of that game? Right. And we make fun of these guys. Oh, they're old. They can't. I tell you what, they do a hell of a job. They really do. I what I never understand is how they actually get the receptions on the sideline in the back of the end zone correct. Yes. Like how they keep their eye on the ball, watch the feet. It really is remarkable. And you talk about calling balls and strikes. Think about this. You're behind a catcher. In most cases, especially in today's game, guys are throwing high 90s, and you've got this small little plate that it's got to cross. It really is. It's. I'd, I'd love people just to go back there for like one inning. To see what it's like. I would say for me, the overwhelming majority of time when there's a questionable ball or strike call on the field and they go to that shot from the bird's eye view, almost the overwhelming majority of time, the ump calls it correct. A lot of times, yes. I don't know how. I totally, great eye, great vision. That's the only thing I could say, great vision. I wonder if I'd be good at being an umpire like that. Why don't you try it? be quick. Why don't you try it? You also right, right. You can't hesitate because even in like your little league, Jerry, you see an ump hesitate. You know, you got to make a call. It's got to be fast, quick, and it's very rare that they reverse calls. Yeah. Now they do. Sometimes the umpires will get together, and they but it's very rare. Even if they're even if it's almost glaring, sometimes yeah. they just stick with it. You know, it's been a big it's been a big issue for us because they don't have the umps behind home plate yet. They have an umpire down the first baseline, so that's no problem. But the home plate ump is behind the pitcher. Yeah. You can't see fair and foul balls down the left field line. Nor no if a ball's crossing the plate because you're not near the plate. Uh, they certainly get some wrong, yes. But so, but at least it's more, I would say people are more um, understanding of it because they see the issue that the ump has. So kudos to the umps and refs out there, right, Jerry? That's yes. what we're saying today. Uh, you Co- know what? Much kudos. That box on the baseball broadcasts has just crippled the umpires. Yeah. Because, you know... Oh my God, it's outside. Meantime, it's literally an inch off the plate. <laughs> right at 98 miles and, an hour. And sometimes less than that. Really is crazy. Jerry Pete Carroll expects the air quality in Seattle to improve by I hope Sunday. so. I, I was just thinking so. about this. I went to Seattle a couple years ago now, maybe two years ago. And I was like, well, what a wonderful city. Since then, there, you know, the downtown's been rioted. There's been uh, blocking off streets for people to camp out and protest. You know what that they've tells got, me? They've got no air quality now because of fires. That place has fallen apart. You out went there. to Seattle at the right time. I did. Like I would. I, right now, I have no interest to go into Seattle. They must or have Portland. They must have a Department of Tourism there, right? They have to. Imagine if that's was, your job right now. It was awesome. Like, all it was right, what, guys. It was one of those cities where I thought, wow, like everyone should, why wouldn't people move here? Give me new mottos for 2021. (laughs) Come to Seattle. No, the air is not good. Come to Seattle. No, it's not peaceful right now. (laughs) Right. Come to Seattle. Bright sun. No, it does. It's not always sunny. Oh, hell, go somewhere else. (laughs) And now you're getting into the part of, like, when I went there in the summer and I would, like, the the Uber drivers and such, I was like, oh, my gosh, it's so great here. They're like, well, it's great now, uh, but when, after summer, you know, it gets depressing because it rains all the time. So that was even, that was during Seattle's. The golden age. (laughs) The golden era of of the year where there's uh, sun and wonderful weather. Now they've got smoke coming in from fires. They've had a tough go. They've had a very tough go there. I can't even imagine what it looks like roaming around downtown there. 5.52, warm-up show. We still got more to do, including Boomer and Geo at 6. 
here on the fam of thursdayradio.com sportsman and Amy Lawrence on the situation in Tampa with Tom Brady and his coach. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Right, we got a couple more minutes till we get you to a Boomer and Geo. Last night, the Islanders' season ended. They lost in overtime to the Lightning 2-1. The Yankees hit 417 home runs, and they beat the Blue Jays uh, 10-7. All those home runs didn't count for exactly a run. Uh, Mets beat the Phillies 10-6, came from behind. Nice win there. Browns over the Bengals 35-30. The Heat won, and you've got the U.S. Open continuing out at Wingfoot, Al. Jerry Matthew Stafford said that he will not hesitate to throw the ball to DeAndre Swift again. He I got to tell you, I felt so bad for that kid last he week. He was the fella that dropped the ball in the end oh. zone that could have won the game. And you know what's so goofy? So think about the the difference of the week and perception. He catches that ball, the Bears lose, and Mitchell Trubisky can't win a big game. Correct. He drops the ball, and Mitchell Trubisky was good enough. They won, and you know you tuck it away, and now they're one to zero. It's like it's really stupid how we sit there and judge certain players in games sometimes. It stinks for DeAndre Swift that that happened at the very end of the game because normally you know what I would do, Jerry, as a leader and a quarterback, go right back to him, go right to him. See, it's funny. I would have thought you would have said, "Go sit down, son. You suck. <laughs> no, get out." No, I've learned from the best. I used to hear Joe Montana say these things. You go right back to that guy so that you get his mind positive again. That's what a leader does. It's like falling off a bike. You don't yeah. quit the bike. You get back on the bike. But now you let the guy linger out there for a whole week. Well, that's the that's the crappiness of the NFL as opposed to baseball. Oh, that's the best part of baseball. Get right back out there the next night. I say radio is like baseball. Like radio, you're on the air every day. If you if you have a suck show one day, you go. You know what? Tomorrow. Unless you have a suck Friday show. Yeah, then you got then you got to hang on to it for. Got to live with it for the weekend. You're having drinks. God, that was terrible Friday. You can't wait to get to Monday. Or if then, you have two suck shows in a row. It's football Friday on the fan. 